This is Agents Influence Podcast. Our job is to figure out how to kind of invade this space and be part of something and create something that not only gives us a a really good business, but also creates opportunity. And we are in business to create opportunity for our people. And, you know, I'm gonna, I'd go toe to toe with you and tell you that we have hands down one of the best sales teams out there. What they're currently doing is, is fun, it's exciting, and we just get the opportunity to help them be better at what they do each and every day. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners, welcome back to another one, Agents Influence Podcast. This is Jason Cass, and today I am here with two gentlemen, uh, Dustin Block and Kyle Kemp. Uh, they are some people that were referred to me from the great Jeff Shee, one of your, your guys, your loyal listeners. I know that's one of your favorite fans out there because I look at the download numbers and everybody's got a couple thousand downloads. But let me just tell you this. She has many thousands of downloads on his podcast. And um, if you know Jeff Shee, which you guys do, if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to a couple of his things. He talks very excitingly. And one of the things that really, really excites me about Jeff Shee is the fact that he is all about um, trying to help agents. He's all about, let's be honest, he's trying to make money himself. That's what we're all here for. But at the end of the day, I think he's found a niche and something that he was good at, but that's not important. He's good at finding people who he knows are rock stars today, like Dustin, today, like Kyle, who are coming over and together they are all building something that is really, really great. And we're not here for that. But what I want to do is, as I asked Jeff, I said, give me some people who would be rock star, dynamic people who know sales, who know agency operations, have been doing what we're doing. He said, Cass, hands down. Kyle and Dustin are the people to talk to. And so here they are, loyal listeners. Before we do get on, I want to keep in mind that you need to talk to Lightspeed Voice. They are more than just talk. Um, They are a management system. I don't want to say they're a management system. They're a CRM that helps you um, through callback and through doing different types of things whenever you're trying to reach your customers, trying to get leads, trying to market to them. They have that all in one through their new quantum system. Ironically enough, not the same thing, totally different. Uh, Quantum through their new quantum uh, CRM system. It allows you to text. It does the follow-up tool. It's everything all integrated into one. Better Agency has just hooked up with uh, Lightspeed Voice because they have a deep integration with Nicholas Ayers, Preston Schmidley, and uh, Billy Sai. So keep that in mind out there. Lightspeed Voice, they're more than talk. I've used them for many, many years, and uh, I keep you, you might want to keep them in mind. I don't normally do Um, these type of things at the beginning, but I'm trying to give my sponsors a little bit more visibility. And the reason is, is they can't go to live events right now. So I'm doing, trying to do everything I can to help push their platform for them. Lightspeed Voice, check out Steve uh, Moore or Brad Fuller. They're the CEO. They're the senior vice president. Tell them Cass sent you. They'll take care of you. And also, if you're a Mastermind member, for all you Mastermind members, you get 20% off for life and free phones. It's another reason why you should be a mastermind member. There we go. Dustin, Kyle, welcome to Agents Influence. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, somebody's got a lead here and that's okay. My loyal listeners know we normally don't have three. Usually we do Facebook Lives and stuff like this when we have three. So I will specifically try to call out names so I don't leave both of you guys just sitting there going, who's going to say it? Who's going to say it? So in the meantime, we are going to get on with it. Are you guys ready? Absolutely. Let's jump in, man. Dustin, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? iPhone. Okay, Kyle. There's nothing better than blue messages. Dustin, my Dustin, my quiet. All right, uh, Kyle. Yeah. Okay, I'm a huge drug user. You guys have already got one mark against you. Wah, wah, wah. Hey, Dustin, what's the last app that you downloaded? Um, Jeez, I'm sure it was a kid's app. I have a five-year-old. He probably downloaded it for himself. That's true. Kyle, how about you, man? Oh, man, mine's lame. FedEx tracking. That's okay. No, 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 that's good. <laughs> FedEx tracking makes sense, dude. If you're getting a lot of FedEx packages, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. Um, if I had to ask you a question, which one is it? Do you love to win or do you hate to lose, Kyle? Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I hate to lose. Hate to lose. There's no doubt. You were quick to that. Yeah. Any thoughts? It's it's painful. Um, every time we lose, you know, 
we go back to what could we have done better? And that's what I love about that mindset versus loving to win. You know, you learn something, you're going to gain something. So I hate to lose. Dustin, how about you? You know, I listened to your podcast that you did with Caitlin Egger, and I was hoping that you would ask this question. I was like, I hope this is in our intro because that is such a fun question. I absolutely hate to lose. Like, I, I know people will say different things. And, and at the end mm -hmm. of the day, they're, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. But losing sucks. Like, there's no fun in losing. I know there's life lessons and things you can take away from that. But I hate losing. I love to win. Right. But I, I would rather not lose than win. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. And it's weird, but that's okay. Cause people aren't like you and I and Kyle. That's why we think this weird way. We're weird. We're dynamic. We're exciting. Kyle. Um, how about, uh, did, oh, okay. I'm going to go back to Kyle again. If there's two things in life that brought you to where you were luck or skill, what would you say it is? Um, okay. That's a great question. Two things in life. Number one, I, I would say it's going to be asking people for help. Um, no, 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 no. There's only two things. Oh, one see, is luck and one is skill. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm the, I'm the host here, Kyle. I get to call the shots. Um, there's two things in life. So what got me here? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's skill because I, I like to think that I make my own luck. Do you do? Okay. I like that. So you do believe in luck. You just think that skill has been the major factor. I do. I believe, you know, the skill gives you the ability to be organized, to be on top of things, to, put the process in place that you need. And that's going to create the luck that you have at the end of the day. I agree. Dustin, how about you, man? I mean, how do you top that answer? Right? I know. Well, you I, don't, you don't. So I'm going to go with Kyle's answer. Kyle for the win. Yeah, it is, dude. It's, it's a tough one too, because I never thought when I started asking this question that I'd get people, I, I thought I'd get, well, kind of skill, kind of like, man, I get people on here that are like adamant, no such thing as luck no such thing as luck, you know, not alive in the world. And I've got, and I, whenever I always hear that, I always think, I'm not saying they're wrong, but this is what I think. I always think of myself at the craps table, throwing, throwing dice. Sure. I don't know about you, but there's no skill involved in that whatsoever. Yeah. You, they say you can hold it and you can run at it and blow on it a little bit and throw it. But at the end of the day, those, those things are going to land on what they're going to get. So I do know there is luck in the world. Good answer for those. I appreciate that. Now let's take a uh, Kyle. Let's start with you and Kyle. Let's go back um, and bring us forward to who you are right now so that we can relate and get to know who you are. Sure. Um, a little bit about myself. I started in the industry about six years ago. Um, started in the independent space, uh, held multiple positions while in that in that realm, worked with over 20 different carriers, sales, service, education, um, managed over 250 uh, individuals in regards to their training and getting them you know, up to speed on selling and servicing policies. Um, had some rotations in business planning as well while I was in the independent world and then, you know, moved over into the captive space. And what captain did you move to? I was working with Allstate under Jeff She's agency. So I was a director of operations uh, for his company. Um, and then most recently, I made the transition with him back into the independent world with Quantum. Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's pretty electric and pretty dynamic. That's my dude. Um, I just like him because I know that he's good for the industry. Does that make sense when I say that? Like, I think, that, I think that what he's doing is he is opening the eyes to the independent insurance agent right now. And maybe we'll talk more about that. Dustin, give us your, what's your uh, take? Who are you, man? How can we relate to you? Give us your background. You know, I have a very short um, tenure in the insurance world. I've been in it for just over four years now. I came from, I was actually um, on staff at a church for a long period of time and then went into consulting for education. I came into insurance because a friend of mine um, told me I could make more money and I could have more fun. It gave me an opportunity to do both of those things. Kind of true. Yeah, and in 2017, I, I, I joined over with Justin Egger, who's Caitlin's husband, who is our CEO of our company. And, you know, it's been, it's been a fun ride these last three years. In fact, I just had my, my three-year anniversary with him. And we've done some amazing things, but I, I cut my teeth on the captive space as well um, and then made the jump when um, that opportunity went away. We made the jump over to Quantum and we're just doing some fun stuff with, with that company currently. 
Yeah, that is. Um, and Jeff She, and this is something that him and uh, Justin have put together. I don't exactly know the whole organization and all the structure of how it does. All I know basically is when I stand back, I see world dominance. That's what I see. I see Google and quantum going at it, right? No, I mean, in a, in a good world, good way, that would be awesome, right? So, so here's what the loyal listeners know. The loyal listeners know that there's a different way that you guys do things. And I don't want to hear Jeff She's way. I don't want to hear Justin or Caitlin's way. I want to know your way, Dustin. I mean, how uh, you're in charge of maximizing efficiency, productivity, uh, sales, right? You're, is that what, am I safe to say that, Dustin? Yeah. So, you know, we break our, my, my role specifically is, is sales over a certain region. I have Central and West, but at the end of the day, Kyle and I basically work in conjunction to, to create the best opportunity and to try to do things differently. Um, we've got a lot of slogans. Everybody has a lot of slogans, but our goal is just to figure out how to get it right. It doesn't matter if I'm right or Kyle's right or Justin's right or Jeff's right. Our job is to figure out how to, how to kind of invade this space and be part of something and and create something that not only like gives us a, a really good you know business but also creates opportunity and we are in business to create opportunity for our people and you know i'm gonna i'd go toe to toe with you and tell you that we have hands down one of the best sales teams um out there what they're currently doing is is fun it's exciting and we just get the opportunity to help them be better at what they do each and every day. Yeah. And so you guys have like a direct channel kind of, you guys kind of have like a, you know, an independent channel and you guys are doing many different things. So let me, let's talk about sales. Yeah. The agency owners know, or the, the independents who listen now, well, captives as well, know that there is an extreme high amount of volume that is coming um, to you guys, from you guys. Um, and I'm talking about in premium, right? So, so here's the deal, man. You, uh, online leads don't work, right? They're nothing but um, high risk. They, they'll be with you today, gone with you tomorrow. Um, there's no way that you can make a solid business off of them. And then walks in the door Jeff, Justin, you guys, whoever. I think right now, and I want to get your thought on this, Kyle. You too, Dustin, but I'm going to start with you. Kyle, what's amazing as I've seen from being on this independent side so long is you guys are making people feel uncomfortable. You guys are making people feel uncomfortable because you're making us think differently. You're making us realize that maybe 10 years ago, it was not good and efficient or profitable to get an online lead. Today it is. There's a way you can nurture that. There's a way, as Caitlin would talk about, there's a way that you can talk to that person on the phone, a way that you can differentiate yourself. And as she says, online leads are more, or more reliable than referrals. And I'm going to tell her, I'll tell you that I agree with that. Inside my book, there was a study that was done where agents say that their number one way they get business is off referrals. But yet when there was a study done by Safeco Insurance, really, really looked at that. Is that true? Is that not true? They found out that an agent was getting one um, referral for every 850 clients that they had. And that blew people's mind. They're like, no, I'm getting more referrals than that, you know? And it's like, no, you didn't. Um, so what do you say about that, Kyle, about this different mindset that you're bringing of, yeah, we'll, we'll write the right guy that walks in, but there's, let's try and use all the avenues to gain business. Am I right or wrong about that, Kyle? No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I think that the, the stigma with a data lead and the tough part is they don't know you, they don't trust you, they don't like you. Um, I think one of the greatest things that, we get into the mindset with our sales, um, we call them our insurance specialists, is that sales is not personal at all. You have an opportunity to play in a space where you can get a high volume of customers to get at-bats every single day, where a lot of agents across the country are not going to be participating because they don't trust it. It's an entire approach, right? We're going to build the trust. We're going to be assumptive. We're going to bundle. We're going to take care of the customer. We're going to tailor the policy. And that's just the beginning. And then once that policy is bound, the process starts all over again with our, with our customer and our client care team. I mean, we have an entire team on both sides, sales and service, dedicated to making sure the business sticks. So we lose that stigma of the data lead because we're taking care of every single need the customer needs right there. And then we're hand-holding them through the entire process to make sure that they fall in love with our company. Anything you'd add there, Dustin? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's good stuff, Kyle, because that's right on. You know, I only know um, online leads. When I came in, that was that was what I did. Even though I started off in a, in a local small office that had four or five people, we didn't have walk-ins. And we'd, we'd have like, you know, if you had three a month, you're like, oh, that's good, you know, big numbers. But, you know, all I knew was that, you know, I'm confident, um, not only just because what we're doing with our company now, but in, in the few years past, that you can absolutely build a great business off online leads. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I actually think they're easier. And I think you have to have multiple avenues. I think leads and, and building referrals and things like that are all beneficial, but we've all sold referral leads, right? If you sell your friends and neighbors, and I'm not sure, I hope none of them are listeners right now of mine, um, but uh, they're a lot of work, right? You know, they they're calling you up. When, you're, when you sell your neighbor, your family member, they're, they're calling you up and asking you questions. You don't have to deal with that with the online lead. What you have to do is build a really solid connection and then create a buying conversation. And those people do stick with you. You know, your retention numbers can be just as good, if not better, with online leads if you work the business correctly than they are with any other source. Right. Maybe we need to assume that maybe it's not so much just the ease of convenience. Maybe they don't have a relationship with anybody. Maybe their mom or dad or friends don't really have somebody to think. Maybe they say, well, we just go to Geico or we just go to Progressive. Maybe then when they get that online lead, sometimes we need to see it as maybe they're just not a shopper and they're lazy or they're some millennial. Maybe they're trying to find a way to create relationships. I mean, people match.com is pretty big and people are falling in love and getting married on that thing. Right. So I guess you couldn't say that somebody calling in off a lead, trying to buy some insurance, that there can't be some compatibility there um, when they fill out the online form or not. So what are so you, as you guys bring on agents and you're trying to help them, what are you doing to help them understand this besides having this whole care customer care thing? I mean, how what is the mindset that this producer has to have to be able able to understand that online leads are going to be a part of this game? You know, I think they have to be open to doing things different. You know, a lot of the people that we're bringing on are incredibly hungry because they've been in the business for uh, X amount of time and they're just kind of tired of, you know, running in circles. What we have the opportunity to do is show them a different way, a new way, a creative way, um, an enjoyable way. Like we don't, sales is a grind and we all know that, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to grind you down. You can Ooh. actually go to work every day and have fun, do great things. And, and we have, we, in, inside of our company, we have a, we kind of have a rule. We, we do what's best by the customer, what's best by the company, what's best by partners. And if you do all those things, you're doing best by yourself. And, you know, it's funny how people really enjoy doing what they do. If they get outside their comfort zone and then, honestly stay outside of it a little bit longer than they should because that's where great things start to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Heard a gentleman say one time, just uh, what is it? Get outside the box, you know, think outside the box. I heard a, a one guy say, just get outside the box and then think, right? Thought that was pretty good. That, 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 that's sometimes we're there. Right. Cause sometimes when we think outside the box that it falls, that allows us and knows that we're rooted in the box. So it's easy to come back to that. Get, get rid of all that, get outside the box and then do some thinking. Anything you want to add to that, Kyle, to how, I mean, how you're a, a guy at, a guy joins you or a gal joins you and they do $50,000 in revenue their first month after going through your training. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I mean, that's a great thing for us. You know, okay. we, we certainly want them to be at the 50,000 mark. You know, we're not going to settle there. You know, it's for us, it's understanding what it is. If they're going to do 50,000 in their first month, there's something that's driving that desire to write that much premium, you know, okay. and we're going to figure out what that is and we're going to, and we're going to motivate them and we're going to push them because of that thing. Maybe it's their family. They want to make money. They want to buy their house. Um, whatever it might be, we're going to create that tailored plan so they can get there. And I mean, there's something rewarding about working a data lead and being able to, to produce at that level. Um, we're going to figure out what we did to get there, the steps we took, and then we're going to do it again the next month. But we're going to push a little bit further. We're going to do it again the next month. And you're going to have so much support to get there. You know, it, you're not going to feel like you're doing it by yourself and celebrate every single win along the way. So, yes, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic if someone came in and did 50K the first month. But I'm going to figure out where do you actually want to be? How do we get you to that next level? So what does the first 90 days look like with you guys, Dustin? I mean, and, and Kyle, you can jump in here as well, but what does that first 90 days look like? Or what is the the onboarding process, however long that is for you? What does that look like for agents? 
Um, our onboarding is roughly about four weeks. So we have a phenomenal education program. I think Caitlin chatted up slightly about it when she mm-hmm. was on, but they've built out a, a program that is second to none. And what it does is it allows them to learn the carriers, learn our selling process. We have a very unique um, selling process that we feel works for us. Um, and then from there, it's just we have continued education, continued training. You know, we have sales. We don't have sales managers. We have sales leaders, sales coaches, because we believe that managing is easy. Leading is hard. And our goal is to lead people. And like Kyle just said, we want to know what drives that person. You know, when you said we have a $50,000 producer, we actually had this uh, young lady. And this is one of our most recent success stories that she's been with us six weeks and last month she sold seventy thousand dollars in premium and she's only been in the insurance business for like three months prior to coming to us um that's hunger and then our job is to cultivate that and put it on tracks so that they can get where they're trying to go so our job is just simply to guide and then provide resources for them to get there Wow. You know, and this is amazing. So all you loyal listeners, you may say to yourself, why is Jeff She? Why Caitlin? Why Dustin? Why Kyle? Why this quantum? This is not for quantum. This is for you. This is for this independent insurance industry because I have gotten the feedback inside my own mastermind, Dustin and Kyle, that Jeff is in. I have had my own mastermind members that I've known for five, six years have reached out to me and said, why is this guy in here? And I, and, and I say to him, I remember, I remember the first couple of weeks, I was like, I got a call from two of my members a long time. I really highly respect. And they said, this guy doesn't do what we do, Jason. This guy, this guy's not teaching what we do. And I, and my, my thought was when I got off the phone, I didn't ask the agent that, but I, I, I thought to myself, like, like, what is it that we do then? What, what is it? Are we doing what we do or are we doing what business owners do? Are we doing what we need to do to help people? Because what is it that we do? And, and, and if you think we do something, I'm taking to you, Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Loyal listeners out there. If you think we do something as an industry, why do we think that's the only thing? I am bringing you guys on specifically because I want this understood to the independent insurance agent that the online lead and the online way that you can set and make a connection is changing and it's changing rapidly. And I would be willing to say that we're probably at the top of the hill to where online leads have come along to where it's you're going to start seeing the waterfall on the other side that if you want to have high improvement, it, listen, loyal listeners, and I'm sorry, Dustin and Kyle, I have to lay this out for them because it, it, listen, it's only going to take a matter of two or three years when these agencies are popping 100, 200, $300,000 a year or a month in premium and you're writing 20. And you're trying to tell your rep, well, we don't do that online stuff. You know, we deal with the customer how they want to be dealt with, right? Actually, you don't. Uh, most of the time we'll say, hey, how do you want to be um, contacted by email or text? And the person will say email and then we call them. <laughs> That's what we do here. Um, so so this is this is the and it's not our fault as an industry, Dustin. It's not our fault, Kyle. It's just that we've always been told this. And let's be honest. Like, let's be honest right now. We're trying to tell people that there's a better way to do it. Dustin, I'm going to get your thought on this. We're telling people there's a better way to do it. And they're saying, no, there's not. I work 20 hours a week. They go get in their BMW and they go play golf. And they're going to retire and they're going to sell their agency for $4 million. And these clowns are trying to tell me that there's a better way to do it. I think if that person's getting out of the industry in the next year, they may be okay. But if they're getting out of the industry in the next five to 10 years, they're in trouble because I'm telling you right now, a lot of agents do not have an IRA or 401k because they think it's their agency. And it's people like yourself and it's different methods and different technologies and different ways of thinking that is going to ruin people's 401k and their IRA. And so I am telling you right now, independent agents and loyal listeners, the reason why I'm bringing these people on is not for quantum. I'm bringing them on because I'm trying to help protect your 401k that you have right now for the future. There's a different way of doing things and it's happening very quick. Dustin, am I wrong about that? No, not at all. And you know, what's funny is we, we say this in our, our group all the time. We're in this to do the unreasonable. You know, we're not trying to do the status quo. We're not trying to be the next ABC company. We're trying to be what we think is unreasonable. What that means to us is 
you said stepping out of your box and thinking there's no box for us. We're, we're, we're for us. We're trying to rebuild that box. Yeah. That looks and feels and works differently. And you know what? We're going to break some things along the way. We broke a lot of things over the last few years, but <laughs> the good thing is, is we've learned how to use our tools and we've, we've learned to see what works. We're ever evolving. Even right now we're, we're we are lead based, but we're even tweaking that and, and tinkering with it to, to, create new opportunity because if you can get phenomenal people inside your organization which we believe we have you're right this isn't about quantum but if you can get phenomenal people inside your organization that are willing to believe and buy in and then you know have that blood sweat and tear men blood sweat mentality to do the unreasonable you can do it and then you'll turn around in a year and go holy crap, look what we accomplished. And that's sort of where we are right now. But then we're like, what do we get to do next year? Let's start it all over again. So yeah, I mean, be unreasonable. That's our mindset right now. Yeah, anything to add there, Kyle? I mean, I, I, I'll say this, you know, we, we feel like as in our infancy, you know, we're in our run and gun stage right now. And we, we want to take care of as many customers as we can. You know, if the agent down the street wants to, like you said, get in his BMW and have his $4 million book and be sitting on for retirement, that makes him happy. Hey, go for it. But I get mm -hmm. inspired by people who get out of that box, get out of their comfort zone, because that's when you're in growth mode. That's when you're learning something. You don't like dailies because it didn't learn because it didn't work the first time. I'm telling you, keep working them. Keep going after your customers. Set the follow up, set the meeting, assume the bundle, assume the close, go for the one call close. Good things are going to happen when you start to get out of your comfort zone. And you start trying techniques. You try things that you haven't done before. So you've seen enough people that have been successful. You know your own self. I'm curious to know from you guys, what is that trait that you see? I mean, and it may not be the number one, like if you look at this, you're going to find it. But individually, Dustin, what you see in somebody, individually, Kyle, and what you see in somebody, and I'll start with this. I'll give you guys a second to think about it. I've seen people that are bald. I've seen people with flocks of hair that are gorgeous and gray and grizzly. I've seen fat people, skinny people, tall people, short people, introverts, extroverts, guys, women. I've seen it all. And in every one of those categories, I've seen successful agents and I've seen agents that fail. So we know none of those are actually the determining factor. So we're not going to say there's just one. But Dustin, when you're out there and you're interviewing a guy or a gal, or is there certain areas you're looking for when you're trying to find that? What is that thing? And how do you find those people? You know, I think hiring and finding the right people is one of the hardest things um, successful in this business. And, you know, we've 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 had a lot of people that have come with us. Um, and we're right now, I think we're in a place where we have some really phenomenal people. But I think the hardest thing to find and what I look for when I'm talking to somebody is I want to see that twinkle. I want to see that it factor. But it's like grit. You know, if I'm talking to someone and they're like I'm at X company and they can't tell me what their numbers were. That means they're not hungry. You know, if they I interviewed a guy yesterday, literally said, I sold 70,000 in business for this company at their call center and I made $700. And I was like, great. So when do you want to start? <laughs> because you're going to make more than that with us. You know, you're going to make more. And, and he said, he said, well, what am I going to make? I was like three times that. And he goes, I'll start Monday. He was hungry. He was ready. And, you know, we, we don't paint this picture that this is easy. This is yeah. hard work. You know, you sales go. is hard. Leads are hard to work, but they're so rewarding. And if you have something that you're working for, when we set goals for our for our sales members, it's not hit this number so that we can feel good about ourselves. It's hit this number because you said you want to buy a house next year. Hit this number because you want to get out of debt because you have a college student coming up. The reason that they have sales goals is because they have something that they need to fulfill in their lives. And we try to tap into that and allow them to self-drive towards that goal. Because if we're driving it from our side, from the leadership side, it's just, it's just, rah, rah, rah. we don't want that. We want them to be self-driven and look for it. So we're looking for the grit people. You like grit. Grit's good. Kyle? Um, all right. I'm going to stick with uh, the hiring theme here too as well. But the thing that I look for is someone that's moldable. You know, in an interview, I asked somebody, tell me about a time you got feedback and you hated it. You know, what was the outcome of that? What did you do? And I'm looking for that story of when they got something and maybe they didn't believe it. Maybe it didn't feel true at the time, but they worked through it. They overcame it. They implemented action items, that kind of thing. And they became better for it. 
And that to me is someone who's going to be open-minded, coachable, and we can mold them into being someone who doesn't take sales personally and who's going to work their tail off um, for the betterment of themselves, their team, you know, the company. Dustin, do you have kids? I do. I Kyle, have. Do you have, hold on one second. Kyle, do you have kids? I do not. Okay. That's what I want to know. Sorry, Dustin. Go ahead and tell. Mine are 17. I have a 17-year-old daughter who's a senior, and then I have a five-year-old who is starting kindergarten. So I'm, I'm like right at that. One's almost done, and I'm getting it restarted all over. You know, I wonder if there is a little bit more of a stress sometimes that comes with us as insurance agents or, or, or working in the business and knowing how successful the business can be and hoping that our kids choose this path or don't, whether or not you think that they should or not. But it's amazing how I try to look at people so much to see if they'd be successful in my business. And I study influencing and traits and personalities. And I start to see my own kids come through and it, it starts to make you wonder because one of the things is, is this is a very, very hard business. But I would say that there's probably nothing more hard than just cl clicking that clock for 30 straight years. You know what I mean? And 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 I think that that's something that doesn't get told to our kids. Um, and I and I try to make that a notion out there. I think in the past it was. Um, it just seems like that a lot of times uh, insurance wasn't brought into their kids. And I'm not saying that 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 that's what we need to do today. But when we're looking at the traits of successful people. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I say it all the time. There's five truths of insurance. There, there really truly is. When you quit believing the lies, you'll get it. Number one is you'll get a flexible schedule. Number two, you'll get a you'll get have financial freedom. Number three, you'll be a community contributor. Um, number four, you can be an empire builder. And number five, you can be a mentor. I believe that when we quit believing the lies of the world and we keep quit believing the lies of oh, online leads are not good you can reach a success. And why I'm going with this, Dustin, is, is I'm, as a father, I'm, I'm asking you this. It's very, very difficult for me to realize that, that my son may want to do something else, right? And I don't necessarily want him to like get out of school and move in with and jump into the business. I'd prefer he actually went somewhere for a while and then came back. But it's frustrating when you hear your kids sometimes think about well, I'm thinking about doing this, you know, or I'm thinking about doing this. And you're thinking of your friends that do that job and you're thinking, God, they're miserable. You know what I mean? Like, God, but it's a CPA, right? Mm -hmm. Or, but it's a, you know, whatever it is. What do you think about that? What have, what has been some things that you've kind of told your kids as you've been going through this insurance thing? Cause you've only been doing it for like six years, right? Is that what you said? Dustin? Four, four, four. Yeah. Right. You know, it's interesting because my daughter is, you know, filling out college applications right now and she's going through all this stuff and it's a weird season to be doing that because it's that like is. I might be able to save a lot of money because she might just be doing online college so I'm kind of excited about the you know I'm not happy about the pandemic but it, it has right. changed the opportunity there but you know with her she's naturally gifted in debate and argument and you know I think everybody deep down is a salesperson you know mm -hmm. whether they're good or bad at it and we've had some conversations of what do you want to be? And we'll get into these really heated arguments or discussions because she's so passionate about certain things. And, and as am I. And I'm just, you know, I've told her, like, you know, you really should consider, you know, opportunity. And as much as I would like to shape her, no one really wants to, you know, wakes up and says, you know, I think when I grow up, I want to be an insurance sales rep. Mm -hmm. Like that's not anybody's real dream, but it's because they don't know those truths that you talked about. Right. You know, it, it's not a sexy business. It's, it doesn't look good. You know, it, it doesn't sound good. But when you get into it and you see how you can completely shape your own future and completely take hold of your own destiny. And not only that, like you said, one of the things I love the most is you do get to be an influencer, especially if you grow in the, in the business, because you can not only change the lives of the people who work for you, but you get to do great things for the people that you're in business for. And that's your customers. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. So Kyle, one of the things that I think that people get a lot is that they is uh, something like he was talking about the characteristics of his daughter. And I think we say that sometimes we are born salespeople. Um, sometimes you say intro or extroverts are better than introverts. And we already talked about none of that, that, that there. I think one of the beauties of that is, is that when somebody's having a conversation, the average person, when they find somebody disagrees with them or doesn't see something exactly like them, they either run away or they attack, right? I mean, you can just be on Facebook and realize this, but that's what they do. And I think the differences between his daughter and maybe some of the things that have made us successful is we don't get 
We don't get rid with anxiety of like, oh my gosh, like, holy cow, this person just asked me a question that I don't agree in. How am I going to response to that? Uh, uh, respond to that? I think that is something that is there. And I think that's part of that grit, right? That grit is, is encountering something that's not jiving with the way I'm thinking or feeling. And instead of running or attacking, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, where's this person coming from? Why are they thinking that? Why are they asking me that question? You know, specifically those. Um, and I think that that's important. What say you about that, Kyle? I would agree, and I and I can tell that you're a, you're a good salesman because the way that you're you're asking your questions, right? You're asking to uncover something. You're asking to figure out or find a need or whatever it might be. And so I 100% agree with you. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Um, I'm going to say this for the third time, but I mean, sales isn't personal, right? You're going to, you're having a conversation with someone because you're trying to uncover the next layer and figure out what that pain point is and figure out how to get to that solution. And you can't mm -hmm. be, you can't shy away from those conversations because that's how you differentiate yourself. That's how you get up the next rung. That's how you're better than the person down the street. And so I wouldn't say, like you said, you don't attack it. You don't shy away from it. You embrace that conversation. You embrace that difference. And you're going to learn something. You're going to take something okay. away from it. And you're going to give that person, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was uh, when you meet somebody new or when you meet a group, you know, teach them something and take something away. And for me, mm -hmm. that happens in every single conversation you find yourself in when you when you're disagreeing or or, you know, trying to sell someone something. Right. Right. Anything to add to that, Dustin? No, that's good stuff. I'm actually taking that away from Kyle right now. Um, you know, I love getting to work with and I'm going to brag on Kyle for a second. I love getting to work with him because. You know, he he and I are very opposite in in the way we think and the way we approach things. But I love the balance. And even in just this conversation, I'm learning from you two guys. But, you know, Kyle's my, my buddy and we get to work mm -hmm. together. But man, I love taking away like these little nuggets of truth and, and growing. And that's what we all should be doing. I mean, mm -hmm. none of us have figured it out. We're still breathing. We woke up this morning and air went through our nose. Right. So we should have an opportunity to go out and be willing to do something great learn something new and figure out, man, there is something out there that we can take control of and we can do something awesome in this world and make a difference. And I think that's what we should be aiming for each day. Yeah. And you know, when you think about online leads, um, they're very contactless um, type of, 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 uh, of business. Right. And so you think about all these contactless buildings. We have our businesses we have today, like, Hey, Taco Bell is open and we're non-contact. Right. And you really kind of think about it. Like well, independent agents pride themselves on a couple of different things, warm handshakes, you know, um, wood paneling walls when you come into my office and, um, and, uh, and ink signatures, right. That's what we pride ourselves to saying. That's the value we provide. And you, sometimes you have to ask the client, is that the value you want to be provided? You know, and I think that that's what we don't ask, but here we are in the middle of a pandemic and I'm curious and I don't know, I would be willing to bet that overall, if you talk to all lead companies, leads have probably been up 
I mean, that's my guess, because not only do people just sitting around in their house and don't have anything to do, um, but number two, it's like, well, I've always wanted to get a quote on Geico, or I always wanted to go to this place that I see. I'm just going to sit here and do that. Do you guys know, do you guys have any numbers on that? Did you, could you guys say that, that the numbers have been up on leads over this last three or four months? No? You know? I, I would say that, um, I'll say it this way. Um, I would say that our, our contact rate is higher than it's ever been. Um, we are very strategic in the way that we, you know, outreach to our customers. Um, we've got a couple things in the works as well to try and increase that number through automation. But I do see a propensity of customers exploring the options online, seeing what's out there more so, um, and our agents getting more at bats um, per person than we have in the past. That's right. Um, let me ask you this. In 10 years, do you think that the captive, let me ask you a question real quick. Do you guys, when you guys were over on the captive side, do you guys call yourself captives? We call ourselves independent agents. What did you guys call yourselves? Did you just call yourself just agents? Yeah, insurance yeah. agent. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't really label yourself or independent agents anything other than that, right? You see, it's funny because like no one ever asked that question, right? Like everybody in the independent side uses captive independent agents. And so I thought to myself the other day, I'm thinking, why do I keep calling these people captives? Maybe they don't call themselves captives, right? So, but anyways, that's the way we do. Let's just, just to keep the frame so that everybody knows. In 10 years, do you think that the captive agencies or the captive will be about the same size? And do you think that the independent agent system will be about the same size? Or would you say that you would see more captives coming over um, or more captive companies changing their ball game to kind of morph into that independent agent side. Does that make sense? It's a tough question. I don't expect a genius answer. Yeah, I, I think for us coming from being on both sides of it, and I like that you said captive, I don't think people know they're captive until they're free. Um, so to be independent now, um, our lives are a lot better. We don't have people dictating what we do. We get the opportunity to create our own. But- People don't know they're captive until they know they're free. So the, the fun part about this is I, I'm pretty confident that the independent world is con going to continue to grow because people are continuing to want to do something different and people are wanting to con to be in control. What led us to this is we didn't we were being dictated um, on how we could and couldn't do our business. And we didn't we kind of got to a point where we're like, well, that's no fun. Are, are you are you truly an entrepreneur if you have this framework around you that says, do this, don't do this. Now we get to go in and negotiate contracts. Now we get to go in and hire staff and, and build, you know, a, a progression path for our producers. So I think that as the independent space grows and companies, you know, like us, and there's several out there that are just, you know, paving the way, even way before us that are, that are going to show people that it can absolutely be done differently than what it was like years ago. So I think the independent space is going to continue to grow um, and get there where the captive world is going to be a little bit concerned about it. I agree, Kyle. Yeah, I 100% I agree. I think we're already seeing it. We're seeing some of those captives kind of decentralize things. Um, Farmers has already done it. I think Allstate's making some big moves, just acquired NatGen. So when I look at the industry as a whole, I don't think that the captive space is going to go away. I I actually don't I think that the agency space is going to go away either. I think you're going to see that agencies, local agencies, will actually continue to increase. But I do think that the independent space is going to explode here uh, very, very soon. So there's something that's really cool going on here, guys, okay, and having a glimpse. So I was the national young agent chair for the Big Eye back in 2010, 2011, 2012. Why? There's only four national young agents, okay, and each state has its own young agent group. Okay, so it'd be a great place for you guys to try and find awesome agents. And one of the things that we used to do is um, we there's a thing called trustedchoice.com. Okay, backup that used to be called Consumer Agency Portal, CAP. Back up to 2009, I was in DC helping create CAP. Here's the reason for my point of this is we had a big study that showed that 31% of market share in personal lines was controlled by the independent insurance agent. Around 40 to 50% of it almost was controlled by captives, and then the rest was the direct marketers, okay? The, the, the directs, the Geico's, those things like that. That's 
once again, in our world, that's how we categorize all this stuff. Um, nothing better, Dustin, than what I heard you say. Uh, people don't know they're captive until they know they're free. That was good shit right there. Probably the best I've heard in a while. Um, Kyle, you need to pick your game up a little bit. So anyway, I'm just totally joking. But anyways, there was, the, there was this personal lines market share. That was 31%. And we were losing this market share. And so we thought, okay, if we can go, if we can present a way. So the theory was 75% of people go online to get a quote, but yet only 25% of the people buy there, they'll buy from an agent, whether that's over the phone or coming in. Okay. Still pretty good statistic um, from what we're looking at. The problem with it is, is we've built the consumer agency portal where someone could go get a quote and then they would be sent to an independent insurance agent. That kind of works, kind of doesn't. But here we are 10 years later is my point. And we're at 31, 32% market share as independents. We have not moved the needle, needle whatsoever. Now, one of the good things is, is the captives haven't either, but I think there's a reason for that. I think, and I think that you guys are essential to this. I think that the independent insurance agents are going to take market share back from the captive agents from when, and how they're going to do it is when the captive agents become independent insurance agents. We're literally going to have to expand our own market share against our competitor by when our competitor joins us. Absolutely. That, that's how goofy this situation is, right? And, 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 and I don't think people see this. People aren't seeing that. They're just like, oh, this is what it is. We don't understand. We need to, we need to learn from the captives. And, and, and whether you do or not, they're here, right? Mm -hmm. They're here. Um, I kind of feel like, I don't want to say this because this is not a very good analogy, but it's like when the Indians came. We are, I'm sorry, it's when the white man came and the Indians were here. We could either decide to work with them or do our own thing, but we need to kind of learn a couple things from them, right? Or we might be put out of the ball game by the by what we actually tried to do, but we couldn't do it, but our competitors did in our land, right? It's the same type of thing. So I'm curious, Cal, any thoughts about that on market share? That's an interesting statistic, and I, I appreciate you sharing that with us and kind of sharing some of your experience with us. Um, I think you're starting to see already a lot of agents making the switch or interested about the switch. Mm -hmm. I think people get uh, fed up with the fact that you're trying to fit this customer into a policy limited by what that captive carrier offers. The freedom Great. of being able to tailor that policy exactly to someone's need with 10, 20 A plus rated carriers. There's no better feeling than that because you know that at the end of the day, you're not just saving that customer through what's offered to you. You're saving that customer, keeping that customer, retaining that customer. What's best for their family because you have so many options for them. And that's, that's a tough feeling to beat. I agree. Dustin, thoughts on that? Anything to add? Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting because I, I do feel like the independent space is going to grow. I think there's some things that they've that we have to overcome. Um, you know, you you talked to Jeff, so you you know that Jeff is blazing um, to, to alert people, you know, that – that there is something out there that's different. And, you know, a lot of um, captives have reached out to us, you know, to a point where we have discovery days and things like that, that are just sharing like opportunities that, that people just aren't aware of. And a lot mm -hmm. of it's probably, you know, money drives marketing and things like that. Independents don't market nearly like um, the captives do. They've got big dollars yeah. they are driving those commercials and things like that. But, you know, as we start to rethink what independent space can and should look like. Um, you can go from being, you know, 31% to really just determining, you know, what you want to accomplish. And I think the move is going to be agents, like you said, coming over from captive um, mm -hmm. that are just a little bit, either they're fed up um, of the control or they're, they're looking for something fresh. And they want to be in control. And I think that's the wave of the future is giving people an opportunity to see that they can actually be in control. So because I'm a know-it-all. So here's one thing I want to tell you guys to kind of um, to prepare you for something that I, I think I see. So on the captive side, I think one of the beauties of being a captive is all the training. Right. The training's unbelievable. I mean, I would prefer my son go work for a captive and then come back. I mean, it really will. That's sad to say, but that's what we're in. And I know that's something you guys are trying to fix when you bring on agents as well. Kudos for you on that because you're bringing a training that we're totally unfamiliar with. OK, I think that's important. But I also think that captives get tired of somebody coming into their a business or not coming in because they only got three um, or someone calling in 
and us not being a fit for them, right? Like, like, okay, I'm work for Allstate and 10 leads come in and only three of them are, are good, right? So I sell those three. And the agent is sitting there going, you know what? My buddy Jim down the road, I'm tired of sending him all this damn business I don't get. I'm actually not going to have to prospect as hard if I can come over, if I could have more carriers. I believe, guys, that's, the, that's one of the lies that we tell ourselves. Okay, Absolutely. that's one of the lies that presents you from getting to the five truths. This is one of the lies. And one of the lies is, is that if I have more companies, I can help more people. And that's an absolute lie. And one of the things that I think you guys are going to have a problem with is you're going to see captives that are going to come over and they're not coming over because of the better opportunity. They're coming over because they're bad prospectors. And why I say that is, is that they know that if I can get 10 people to come in and I can write three here, I know if I could get 10 to come in, I can write seven at my other agency. And so that's what they do is they come over and now they're fat and happy and they don't grow like they did on the captive side. But then something else happens to the three years later. Now they start to sink. And the reason why they're sinking is, is because they wrote everybody that came in. They didn't have a targeted client because, you know, you can't do that if you're going to prospect well. I mean, you just, you just want to write everybody, shotgun everybody. And now the service work starts to kept, catch up to them. And that's one thing you guys are kind of taking care of on the captive side. It kind of depends on your contract or not. Some of you do your own service work. Some of them, it's too big. You've got a service center that will help you. And I think that that's some of the beauty of you guys are doing at Quantum. But I think that I think there's two different types of captives. The captive that comes over because he's hungry and he's like, I could only get to 10 million and I want to get to 20. Or it's the guy who comes over and says, well, I just didn't want to prospect and I didn't want somebody to tell me what to do. So I jumped over here. Right. So you guys have got to see that. I mean, there's two different types of captive agents that are coming over. And I think it's very, very important because once you get 10, 20 companies, it's easy to just fall in love with whoever walks in the door or whoever calls on the phone on the phone. You guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I think that there is a, I would agree. I think there's a misconception that it's easier, you know, on the independent side. Yes. One of the best things about being captive is that it's the same application. Every single page looks the same every single time. I mean, the conversations that we could tailor to our customer when we were captive, oh my gosh, they were, they were flawless. So trying to then move into the independent space where you've got eight, 10, maybe 12 different carriers that you're working for and trying to find that true fit takes a little more effort. It takes a little more conversation. It takes a little more building rapport because it might take you a little bit longer to get through that application um, mm. as you get comfortable, as you get going through. So, And underwriting requirements are different for every company. And it's like, oh my God, sometimes it's a nightmare, you know, it really is. And that's what, that's what will bog you down. That's what will bog you down, you know, and, and that's, and that's the other thing. And I also believe maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I believe that sometimes the captive may not be as much as a team environment, it, it, you know, cause we're, we're working in agencies that are 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 people. Am I wrong? But I've never seen a captive that's more than like three or four people, the agents, a couple CSRs, and maybe a couple other agents that help write. I'm probably wrong when I say that. I mean, I imagine there's probably big ones out there, but Am I wrong that they're usually around four or five people? Am I wrong or right, Dustin? I mean, yeah, for the most part, you know, both of our teams that, that Kyle and I came from were, were substantially larger, you know, at, when we were at- What our, does substantially larger mean, Dustin? Uh, at, our, at our peak, we had about 50, 55 salespeople um, in, our, in our office. For one Allstate office? Correct. Jeez, lacrimony. So- Okay. But I, I want to touch back on that because you, what you guys were saying, independent, and I think we're- where the misconception is, is independent is substantially harder. The kid I was interviewing yesterday, I was like, it's easy to sell 60K when you have one home policy, one auto policy, it kicks it to, you know, non-standard for you and you have to do all that things. But it takes a different breed of person to be successful. And education is critical in this space, which is why we have put the best people, you know, with Caitlin and then her team, you know, we, we were able to draw somebody away from a big competitor that was an education coordinator there. And for us, we know that continuously um, reiterating all the tools and educating the team is, is massively important because I sold really well in the captive space. I'm not confident I would sell as well in the independent space as like quickly because it that. takes time and it's hard. So when we have people that come in and they sell 70, 75K, that's how we know we found great people because it's not yeah. easy. 
It's not. It's not. I say life is all about prospecting. If you can prospect, you can be you can be successful. I told my wife one day, Dustin um, and and Kyle, that I asked I had left my own uh, an agency and I was starting my own, and and we had just like started to make money as a family, right? My wife's like, "Why in the hell are you going to do this and start on your own?" I said, "This is what I know. If I go to work at a decent time, seven or eight every morning, and I go home at a decent time, four to five, and do nothing but talk to people about insurance and then try to provide solutions for them on their insurance, and between that time I go in and that time I leave." I'll be successful. There is no bigger truth than that right there. As long as you work hard, you talk to people about insurance, and that's what I mean by prospecting. And I think that that is the downfall of why people get stuck with multiple companies, headaches of service. It's because they never determine who is my customer, right? It's easy to say my customer looks like this, but what do you do when you run out of those customers? You expand your territory. No to them, they'll be like, well, I'll just start writing somebody else. Well, is that in line with who you are as an agency? Is that in line with what you're talking about, the way that you're branded? And so um, I think this is why I like quantum. I think that there's a lot of agents that leave captive side, come into the independent side, and I don't think they're successful because they're not being told the things that we're talking about right now. And it's not like you shouldn't come because of the things we're telling you. It's understand those things, put those in your game plan, realize that there's just not one company. Like you said, you would think that that's like common sense, but I guess unless you're ever in it and you have multiple companies, you've never realized like, Oh crap, every one of them has a different quoting system. And I will tell you this, of the carriers, the captive carriers that allow us to quote on personal on commercial on personal line side, their 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 systems are nowhere as good as ours at the independent in my personal opinion. And some bitches are like on DOS and shit. I mean, it's terrible. And I mean, and we got nice new things, but you know, also some of the things that I want to just end with this, I don't want to get off on this is that the bad part of the independent insurance side is that they push a lot of the costs onto us. You know, why can somebody go to, I mean, think about this. Why can somebody go to Safeco online and get a quote and they ask them 10 questions and they get a bindable quote, but yet I quote Safeco and I have to ask 70 questions to get a bindable quote. You know why? Because Safeco knows that the consumer will not go look up the information they need to get a quote. They know that the independent agent will. They know that to, to pull that data for that person is going to cost them a little bit more money on that online acquisition lead. They know that that agent will spend his own money or her own money to go get that information. Do you see how that is? It's the same person coming into the same company, but the company recognizing it as being a different, a, a different business process or transaction based on the agent and whether they're captive or independent, or if it's online, excuse me, if it's online. That's really, really crazy if you start to think about that. And I believe that as we start to piece data together in our agencies and we can get a flow of what that looks like, we can then deliver that to Safeco and say, you know what? I'm tired of spending this money. I'm tired of spending my own dollars and my own time of my staff to try and do this shit. You're either going to give us the information, you're going to give those to people who are coming directly to your website, or you're out of here. And I think we're starting to see carriers. For instance, Progressive is very unique. If I go to my Raider and I put in all my stuff and I dump it over, okay, I can get some stuff and I got to go to the down. Progressive has this thing that maybe they just do it with platinum agents. I don't know, but they have this thing that they say, if you don't go to the Raider first, Jason, and you go to progressive and do the quote directly there, we'll pull in all the information for you. So in a way it's kind of nice, right? But I'm like, wait a minute, once again, for your own good, you want me to go there rather than going to the Raider. Cause you don't want me to get any other quotes, but is that not a slap in the face? So you're like, wait a minute, if you do it this way, then we'll help you out. But if you do it that way, no, nope, you got to do the shit yourself. That's essentially what they're saying, you know, and we just put up with this. And so these are some of the things that the captives are going to have to learn from. And I think maybe it's also sometimes we get used to it on the independent side. Maybe it's the captives who aren't used to it who will finally get pissed and really help us to say this shit isn't right. You want me to write a lot of business? Bring me the damn information. Anything you guys have to say anything about that? Sorry, I went off on a rant there for a minute. No, that's that's good information. Um. I just want to add one thing, and that is, if you're going to make the switch to independent, don't let your carriers dictate where your where your business goes. Mm-hmm. 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 Very well said, Kyle. Anything you want to expound on that? Why are you thinking that? 
Progressive is not going to be the best fit, the best true insurance policy for a good portion of the United States. He's yeah. telling the truth. They're, they're quick. They're easy. I get that. We have a couple other carriers that are the same exact way, but they're not going to be the carrier that provides the benefits or the extra endorsements or the things like that, that you're going to need for that ultra preferred or that top tier customer. And you want to make sure that you're putting them with someone who is going to take care of them when push comes to shove. Progressive is a great company. They're huge. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like when they dictate where our business goes, you know, spin games and other things they've got going on the back end. You know, I want the agency, I want the IS to really understand where that customer should be insured and with what company based on their needs. Correct. I mean, basically, I'm just, I'm not picking on progressive. Okay. But progressive is the only damn company in the entire United States that will give their damn contract to everybody. They will give their contract to everybody. If you want to step back as a business owner, they're telling you right up front the relationship they're going to have with you, which is, I like you because you have a license to sell insurance and you can give us business. So that also translates into the way I love claim. I, I, I mean, Progressive has to pride themselves on being great with claims. You know why? Because I can't rely on my territory rep to get anything done. And Todd, I know you're probably listening and that's not just pointed at you. But what I'm saying is, is that Progressive, my Progressive territory rep, matter of fact, we had an in-house Progressive rep for like four years. But like when I have my Nat Gen rep or my nationwide rep comes in and I have a bad claim with them, I'm like, oh man, get Steve on the phone. This Steve will get this shit taken care of in a minute. When I'm on Progressive, I'm like, oh shit. Um, man, they pride themselves on good claim service. So I, I just have to say this is not to beat up progressive, but I agree with what you're saying, Kyle. Um, we're a platinum agency with them. So, I mean, that's one of their highest tiers. But I got to tell you, we have a lot of business that does not go to them. Um, and we use them for what we use them for. They're very good at what they do at, at, at that customer. Very, very yeah. good. Um, uh, for instance, commercial insurance for monoline pickup trucks. They'll do things that just normal people will not do. And they're very, very good at doing that types of stuff. But when it comes to an auto or home, I'll be honest with you, man. I got three or four companies in that have a lot more sexier policies and have a lot more uh, better uh, features, as you were saying, Kyle. And the price is the same, if not less. You know, so I mean, it's it's one of those things. I agree with you on that. The 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 CEO, I can't think of her name right now, of Progressive. She's pretty dynamic, though. She's got some plans for the next three to five years. I think in the next three to five years, you're going to see you're going to see Progressive become a huge commercial player. I think they're going to become ginormous in that because, like, they have a lot of these trucks, right? They got a lot of these three, four, five person trucks of these HVAC or these contractors, and they're thinking, why are we not offering the other packages for these people as well? You know what I mean? So I think they kind of see that and that's kind of her motivation. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I went way off progressive. Please don't hate me. This was not against you. I'll pick on some other company next time. Um, actually, it was it was Kyle that said it. Let's blame Kyle. Um, Kyle. So anyways, Kyle, Dustin, I want to wrap this up. We've been going on about an hour, but I didn't even realize it because we've been having fun. Um, Dustin, anything you want to wrap this up by saying? You know, as... If you're a captive agent, you're you're one of the loyal listeners. My suggestion is, like Kyle said, don't let people dictate. That's why you're leaving the captive because they're dictating how you want to do your business. And the way that the independent space is going to continue to grow is when you get people who are tired of doing it one way and want to do it a different way. And True. as you get enough people merging in, you kind of create a, a wave and I think that wave's coming. I think there's some opportunity. So if you're looking to do something different, you know, there's some great opportunities. You can reach out to Cash. You can talk to us. There's, but I'm excited for where this is going, um, not just for like where our company is going or other, but there's some massive opportunity to be to take back control. And as that market share continues to grow, that's only going to happen because great people want to do great things and they're tired of somebody else telling them how that has to happen. So as we grow and as we we bond together and and form this this kind of like common, you know, mission, it allows us to go to these carriers and do the things that, that you guys are talking about. But, you know, I'm excited. Um, we have a lot of fun with what we do each day. Um, we get to wake up every day and, and go do it again. So, you know, if you're looking for something different, you know, it's out there. So I'm excited All to be right. on this side. Kyle, anything you want to throw up? Um, I would just say that uh, you as an agency owner, you know, you deserve options. 
whether it's at the point of sale or, or at the renewal, you know, you deserve options for your customers. You deserve options to make sure you're constantly taking care of the people in your communities. Um, the cap, the captive space doesn't always offer that the independent space does. Um, you know, if you're interested, if you're curious, you know, reach out, We'd love to have a conversation with anybody that, that wants to learn more about that space. I appreciate both of you guys. Guys, as you know, loyal listeners, I do what I do and I do it for you. And when I say that, sometimes you may think to yourself, well, why is Jason have Dustin and Kyle and Caitlin and Jeff Sheehan? See, you're thinking that I'm doing it for them. And the reason why I end this is I do what I do, I do it for you because Jeff Shee and his team have really, really started to push back. And when I say, when, when I say they've pushed back, they've pushed back upon me. I remember the phone call that I got from Wesley Anderson saying, dude, you got to meet this Jeff Shee guy, blah, 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 blah. And I said, all right, when Wes says something like that, I'll reach out to this guy. And then I started looking at his numbers. And I'm thinking, this is bullshit. There's no way he's doing this. And I started asking him how he's doing it. And he starts telling me through Quote Hound. So guess what I did? I called Quote Hound. And I started talking to their CEO. And I talked to Jeff. And Jeff's like, dude, we're killing it over here in Nationwide. He doesn't know that I know the president of Nationwide. So I called the president of Nationwide. I said, hey, what, what are these guys doing? You know? And he's just like, da, 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 da. he's like, dude, they're going to be our first billion dollar partners. These guys are killing it. you know. And yeah, but are they writing good business? Yeah, they're writing good business. It's on the books. Yeah, well, they haven't even been doing it a year. Yeah, but they write six-month policies and those are staying on just as well. And uh, their customer service is fantastic. We're getting some high things. So I'm, 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 I'm listening to this, loyal listeners. And I'm thinking to myself, this is why I created the platform. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I'm hearing these thoughts. I'm hearing these ideas. I'm hearing this pushback. And now that's why I've challenged myself more to say the independent agent needs to hear this. That's why I brought on Caitlin. Today I brought on Dustin and Kyle. I want to def- I want to greatly appreciate your guys' time for coming on, being real. Um, don't change who you guys are, man. Keep pushing this independent system around because when you do, it's going to make us stronger. In 2013, when I started this podcast, Dustin and Kyle, I had the CEO of the big guy give me a phone call and tell me that he wanted to be preferred if I take down my podcast. And it wasn't because he was he was he was worried or scared about me. I mean, he's a great person, great great guy. He's got his own thing. But sometimes we don't like when we push back on this industry. Sometimes we feel as if we laid this beautiful road for you guys. Why don't you just appreciate it? What's funny is that's kind of how our culture is right now. We feel as if just because we've been told what was in the science book or in the history book that that is what it is. And we're starting to find out there's a whole side of this history that we never heard about. I think we're starting to find that out about the independent insurance system. And I want people like Jeff Shee and Quantum and the others that are going to come after him, and they welcome it too because competition makes everybody better. We need to start looking, and I want you to know that I truly am doing these podcasts. I do what I do. I do it for you. So be sure to tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason. That's Dustin. He's also Kyle, and we are out.